Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a certified brand strategist and business coach. You might be wondering why the second phase? The second phase may be a change in careers and learning how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship, a significant lifestyle change, going from stay-at-home parent to starting a business, a traumatic loss, a move, or an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition, you are here to discover your second phase. Learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact to grow as your authentic selves and follow your callings, values, visions, and passions, and to learn how to build a solid foundation for long-term brand and business success. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. You ready to learn? Grab your coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Hello, friends. Hold on to your hats because this interview is about to change your business. Dr. Michelle is here to help us change the world. How? Through communication. That's right. It's time to rebel against the status quo and discover how to have audacious breakthroughs to expand your influence with your messaging. It's time to stop being an over-nurturer. What does that mean? You're about to find out. We are going to dive into the eight jobs your message does for your business and how to create powerful CTAs that convert. Are you ready to build a community of super fans? Let's dive in. Dr. Michelle Mazur, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Robin. I'm thrilled to be here. I am thrilled to have you. I love, love, love the work that you're doing. As my listeners know, when I have a guest come on, I always stalk them for a while Mm -hmm. and try to get to know as much about them as I possibly can. I love your background. So you've got your PhD and then you transitioned into doing other things. And your entire business model right now is from a major pivot that you recently did. And so we have that doctorate degree, that strategy component. We have all that in common. I so love to connect with like-minded people and people who are doing great things to help other business owners soar to new heights and create businesses that really have an impact. So with that being said, will you please tell the listeners a little bit about you and about your journey? Yeah. So I own a company called Communication Rebel, where I do brand messaging and marketing strategy for those rebellious business owners through my three-word rebellion framework, which I know we'll talk about later. But just so you know, think, start with why, five-second rule. Those are all three-word rebellions. And you can have one of those for your business too. But when I started this business, I was doing public speaking coaching. So my background, I have a PhD in communication. I'm a trained academic, like I did research, all of that. And then I transitioned to corporate, which we'll fast forward through that. I'm psychologically unemployable. We can just (laughs) forget that ever happened. I mean, it was a good experience. I learned a lot about business, but I also learned that I don't like working for other people. And so when I started, I have always loved speaking. It was one of my main obsessions in communication. Like I was like the speech and debate nerd in high school and college, and I coached speech and debate. And one of the big drivers for me getting the PhD was speaking and really understanding how people 
make meaning and process messages and what persuades them and what pushes them away. So I've always been obsessed with those questions. So naturally, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to start with public speaking coaching. And really, I specifically focused in on writing speeches. So helping co-create a great keynote speech or a signature talk or a TEDx talk with a client. And then we'd also focus on some of the marketing aspects. And here's the deal. In 2016, I had a little mm, like emotional breakdown after recording the last episode of my podcast, which was called Rebel Speaker back then. And I was just like, I can't. I can't talk about this stuff anymore. Like, I can't talk about how to write a speech or how to get paid for speaking or how to find speaking gigs. Like, I've said all I needed to say about this and I'm done. Like, I am done. Like, I didn't know what else I was going to do, but I knew I didn't just want to work with speakers. And plus, the other dirty little secret I have is that I don't like the speaking industry all that much. They don't compensate speakers well. They're like, oh, well, it's great that you have this expertise and we'll give you an audience. And that's your payment. I'm like, mm-mm, no, 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 no. That is not how we treat people in the world. And it was like, okay, so either I have to revolutionize this industry or pivot into something else. And I didn't want to revolutionize that industry because <laughs> I a just- A lot of work. That's a lot of work. And I was just not into it. And what I noticed when I worked with my clients on their speeches and their marketing, the message we would create would get used in other places. So all of a sudden, they would use part of their speech for a launch they were doing or some copy on their website or it shows up on social media. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And then 2016 was also this time of a lot of social movements coming up. So Black Lives Matter, Me Too, Make America Great Again. And what I've always loved about social movements is that they can encapsulate the change they want to create in just a few words. But then I noticed that my favorite entrepreneurs did that as well. So whether it was Mel Robbins and the Five Second Rule or Simon Sinek's Start With Why or Tim Ferriss and the Four Hour Work Week, they were social movements and these super successful entrepreneurs were doing the exact same thing. They could communicate the change they wanted to create. And so my little PhD brain went, well, if I took questions from social movement theory, made my clients free write on them because they're all about like, what are you rebelling against? What's the change you want to create in the world? I was like, could I find that core message? Like, well, could I get to that essence of what their business is all about? And I had some wonderful clients who let me experiment and it worked. And later, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a book coach named Jenny Nash. She's oh, I amazing. Know Jenny. I oh. had her on the show. Yeah, just a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Jenny was actually very pivotal in naming the three-word rebellion idea because I told her about this idea and we were having lunch and she was like, that's amazing. You could call it something like the three-word speech. And I was like, no, I don't want to do speaking. I love three words. And I took it home and I sat with it and I was like, oh, 
my business is communication rebel. It's the three word rebellion. I just knew I'm like, that's the direction I want to go. I want to create these rebellious messages that help people stand out, that get attention, that really create change in their industry or their world. So, like, for the pivot, it really wasn't a huge pivot because I was going from kind of messaging people's speeches and their marketing for speaking to doing overall brand message and positioning. So I just let my audience in on it. I was like, hey, I'm doing a webinar. I came up with this new thing. I would love for you to come. There's no pitch. There's no anything. I just want feedback. And a lot of people showed up to that webinar and they were like, this is amazing. I want a three-word rebellion. (laughs) And so I started creating an offer around it. I decided to write a book. And really, that has now been my focus, is really creating this core message that positions you in your audience's mind. And it's not just positioning because it's not about you. It's really about them Mm -hmm. and the change they're seeking in the world so they can carry that forward. And then creating the messaging that supports people buying in and being persuaded and wanting to work with you from that initial three-word rebellion. So yeah, that's my journey. That's how I got to where I am today. (laughs) I love it. And I love that you just said It's not about you. It is about them. Because I always see that there's so many misconceptions when we talk about branding, brand identity, all these things. And I know my listeners have heard me say it to the 10th degree, but so many people miss the boat on that. They think their personal brand is them. But in reality, it is what other people think of them and say about them, how they make other people feel. And so this three-word rebellion can shift that pendulum so dramatically if we just put the focus on others. Yes, exactly. Because that's what I noticed too. And even if you think about like positioning formulas, like I help X to do Y so they can Z, like that is all about you and nobody's ever going to remember that. I mean, it's a great place to start, you know, to start talking about your business, but that is not a memorable message that makes people excited to know more. Yeah, absolutely. I have to tell you, like I have followed all of these, you know, Instagram gurus about the I help statement in the bio. So I have one of those. And after I've been stalking you, and I'm sure after this episode, I'm going to be even more motivated, but I've already started thinking about how I'm changing that Instagram bio because it reflects what I do, but it doesn't attract. It doesn't stimulate curiosity or make people want more, make people want to stick around. It just says what I do. It's boring. So yeah, I'm so thrilled with this, that we're having this conversation. (laughs) And I love that you say that because that's exactly right. Like what I often find is, My clients and my people always say, well, you know, I'm so much more than a business coach. I'm so much more than a marketer. I have all of these skills and talents and my clients get these great results, but my title and how I help people actually doesn't encapsulate or communicate the value I actually create in the world and create for other businesses or other people. Mm-hmm. No, that's, I mean, I have had that going in around in my head, those exact same thoughts, like a pinball machine, because mm-hmm. it's going ding, 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 ding <laughs> on top of everything else. 
I know I provide value. I know I produce results, but how do I communicate that? So that, I mean, that is a really true legitimate struggle that I think most entrepreneurs have. How do we truly communicate exactly what it is we do, but do it concisely mm-hmm. so that there's an impact and, and it resonates immediately, not with doubt or having to ask additional questions. So yes, I'm so excited about this. So tell us a little bit about this three-word rebellion. So you mentioned two people who I have the utmost respect for, and I've often quoted Simon Sinek's um, Start With Why. I love his golden circle and how why is in the center of that because I think that as entrepreneurs, as business owners, that why is so incredibly critical for resonating with our audience, right? And Mm -hmm. really making it about them. So tell us, what is this three-word rebellion? How do we get there? Oh, yes. Such a great question. And yeah, start with why was like a huge inspiration for me because what that message does so well is it makes you think, oh, okay, I need to start with my why. Well, what is my why? I don't know what my why is. Oh, I better figure (laughs) that out. And as soon as people start thinking about you, your message, your work in that way and making it personal to themselves, you have them. Like they are hooked. They're going to want to know more and go deeper into like for Simon Sinek, the golden circle. And for my clients, it's like the frameworks they're creating. So how to get to your three-word rebellion all starts with we got to get your ideas out of your head and onto paper where we can actually deal with them. That is because all I know is most people are up in their heads about their messaging. So I use free writing to do this. So I give my clients, and it's also in the book, like a series of prompts to write on and not to write for perfection, but to write just to like, verbally vomit all their ideas out. So, and there's two sets of questions I ask. So one is like the rebellion questions. So like, what are you rebelling against? What's ticking you off in your industry? Like what annoys the crap out of you? And just being able to write and get all those ideas out of your head, it shows you like, how you're different from what's going on in the status quo and how you could possibly stand out. It's also a great way to kind of create the foil, like almost like your villain, which I got from my friend Kelly Deals, like what's the villain in the story that you're telling? So you do that free writing. And then the second part of that is the change you want to create. What kind of world do you want to live in? And free writing on that. And usually that's where your three word rebellion comes from. Like both are important, but the words you use in there usually are the raw material, the raw ingredients for coming up with your three word rebellion. So it's all about the free writing, which is super fun. And then we move into the second stage, which is analysis. So this is where my PhD comes in a little bit of research. But you have to have some distance from your writing. So I always recommend like do your free writing and then take a couple of days off. Like don't just go straight into analysis. So then once you're like, okay, I've had a couple days, I have some distance, you can go in and start analyzing, like, what are some of the themes that you're seeing? What are some of turns of phrase or words that you're using over and over and over again? And really creating a word bank of like exciting words, exciting turns and phrases, great verbs you've been using, or maybe it's just the fact that you use the word joy 57 times in your free writing. So I had that with a client. I was like, did you realize you use this word like 50 times? And she's like, 
no. I'm like, yeah, so it's it's kind of important for you. <laughs> Very important for you. So once you do that analysis, then you can start to play. And I call these creative constraints. So just realizing like, okay, a three-word rebellion needs to be between two to five words. It should be positive about the change you want to create. It's not about you. And there are three different types of three-word rebellions you can create and play with. One is the battle cry that starts with the verb. So like start with why is a great example. The second one is like naming the change that you want to create. So this one tends to be a little bit more abstract. So a three-word rebellion is like the change agent one. Five-second rule would fall under that. Four-hour work week. I realize all of these are numbers, but (laughs) they don't have to be a number. And then the final type is the declaration, which is kind of like a mantra that you can give other people. So Marie Forleo's everything is figure outable. And from there, you just kind of play with words and try to find something that is a little unique. It can be very plain spoken. Start with why is very plain spoken, but something that's going to like make people interested and grab their attention. I love that. Like I'm sitting here thinking branding with joy, like, (laughs) you know, like all these thoughts are going through my head, but there's so many people that I think get so stuck and me included, you know, we get so stuck on one word or so stuck on one concept that we can't see without that. So I love how you said, you know, look at what is really annoying you. Mm -hmm. What are other people in your industry or your same niche doing that is really frustrating you or making you think outside the box to show that you do it differently? I love that. I think that's a really great concept to bounce off of. Yeah. And it's very generative. I mean, even if you don't find your three-word rebellion and you just do the exercises, you will create content for days. Yeah. <laughs> like you'll have social media post ideas. You will have podcasts blog or blog posts or yeah. video ideas. So it is a very generative process. And yeah, like that's what I love about it is that you that we have so many content ideas that come out of it for marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's a great exercise. So unfortunately, I don't have your book yet. I'm going to get your book because I love to write anyway, but I think that this just is such a great exercise. So if anyone is interested in your book, it is called The Three Word Rebellion, Create a One-of-A-Kind Message That Grows Your Business into a Movement. And it's available Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Book Depository for those international folks. Awesome. Thank you. And I will put that link in the show notes so that people can easily access that and purchase it so that they too can do their own exercises to come up with their three-word rebellion. Mm -hmm. You've all heard me talk about the necessity to build a solid foundation for your business in order to have long-term success. As an entrepreneur, the core of that foundation is having a personal brand. So how much do you know about personal branding? Are you ready to find out? Just head over to therobingraham.com forward slash resources and take the personal brand IQ quiz. After you take the quiz and submit your answers, you'll have an opportunity to not only get your results, but to ask me any of your personal brand and business specific questions. I cannot wait to see what your results are. And even more important, I can't wait to have your questions come in so that I can help you grow your personal brand and that solid foundation for long-term success. 
So now that we've talked about the three word rebellion, let's talk about messaging and those eight jobs that our messaging is supposed to do for us. Yes, yes. I'm so excited to talk about this because what I have noticed, especially in online business, we kind of skip the messaging step. So we create a offer and that offer gets great results. We sell it by word of mouth first. And then all of a sudden we're like, okay, I want to reach more people. This is so impactful. I could help so many more people. And so we're like, I need marketing. So we sign up for marketing course or we hire a marketing team. And the problem is that we haven't took the time to figure out what we're going to say in the marketing in order to get people's attention, to create conversation, and to get them to buy into what we're doing. So these jobs are so important because I don't think we realize that your message um, is like your best employee. It's working 24-7 for you. So some of the highlights. So the first thing I think a great message does, one of its big jobs, is to get people to sit up and take notice. Like that's the job of the three-word rebellion. It's to grab people's attention because it is so noisy out in the world. And if you sound like everyone else, if you don't have anything interesting to say, because there's so much same, same out there. Mm-hmm. People just kind of scroll on by or they forget about you. So having that message really helps people take notice. And that actually helps you with the second job because your message is what grows your audience, right? It's Mm -hmm. what they're gathering around. If you're on a podcast, you are delivering your message. And especially like I am borrowing your audience right now. And hopefully some of those people will come over and follow me because they like what I say. Uh (laughs) Like it is meaningful. So it can help you grow your message for sure. Third, and this is is very important, your message clearly communicates what your business offers. Because like once you have people's attention, which is something I noticed with the three-word rebellion, like it's great for getting attention, but if you don't know how to keep the attention – by having other key messages that bring people on this journey, people are going to get confused. They're not going to know like, oh, well, what is it that you actually do? Like if I wanted to give you money, how would I make that happen? So a clear message just helps us with sales. It helps us communicate what our business offers, the value we create, the results. And results is number four, a really great message that stands out. It showcases the results you get for your clients, and that helps you get more clients. And I don't mean just the like income testimonials of like, I made, you know, $50,000 because of this program. Like we always see those testimonials and they have no context around and we don't know what the background is, but results can be more dynamic than just Mm -hmm. the money you made. It can be like how the process made you feel, what it allowed you to do differently in your business or in your life. For me, like a message gives people so much confidence. A lot of times I find people come to me and they forgot why their work matters because they're so in it. Mm 
Uh-huh. Because they don't have a way to communicate like, this is the result. This is the thing. And then, this is very important, your message shows how you're different from everyone else who does what you do. There is only one start with why guy. There is only one four-hour work week. There is only one three-word rebellion. When you have like a three-word rebellion, it makes you the only person who can do what you do. It automatically makes you unique. Mm-hmm. And like a real quick example, I worked with, she's a writer and she writes bios. Her name's Carolyn Mays. She's amazing. But her bios are like these mini stories. They're gripping. They're emotional. They're beautiful. And she's like, I can't just call myself a bio writer. Like, I am not a bio writer. I'm so much more than that. And so for her, we came up with uncage your epic credential. So yeah, right? (laughs) Like, do you want a bio or do you want an epic credential? Like, I want an epic credential. That sounds amazing. And it just positioned her in a way where she's like in this category all by herself. Sure, you're going to get something for your about page, but it's going to be an epic credential, not just your run-of-the-mill, boring bio. So, uh, yes. And then job number six, and this is obvious, like your message increases your income and your impact because you're going to reach more people and you'll reach more of the right people and more of those right people are going to want to work with you. And I think this is really speaks to also being consistent Mm. because I see a lot of random acts of marketing happening in the world. (laughs) where you're just like, hey, I haven't posted in a few weeks on Instagram, I better do that. Or hey, I haven't emailed my list in a month, I better do that. And that does not increase your income or your impact. Uh And then number seven and number eight are related. So like, if you want to be on podcasts, if you want to be speaking, if you want media attention, that's what your message gets for you. I have one client who works with people who are questioning their relationship with alcohol, right? Because they're like, I don't think I have a problem problem, but uh, I'm probably drinking a little more than I like. Yeah, but I do- it could happen someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I might be headed there. And yeah. so it was, you know, it's a complex topic to talk about because these people don't need AA, mm-hmm. but they need to be able to make a decision. So my client's name is Carrie Schwer, and she came up with question the drink. So that was her three-word rebellion, which is brilliant because that's what she wants people to do is question the drink, question your relationship with alcohol. And that message is so sticky. It gets her on podcasts. She's been on television talking about question the drink because it's just easy to remember. It's valuable. And the media really loves like easy to remember Uh (laughs) and sticky and valuable. So it's really helped her grow an audience and reach people who would have otherwise never heard of her. Yeah, I love that. That's such a great example. It really provides clarity for all of us listening that the impact or the power behind just three words, Mm -hmm. when it's clear and concise and consistent. Yeah, you can actually be known for that thing. Mm -hmm. I love that. 
Okay. So we've really talked a lot about, you know, the use of words, the use of messaging and the Mm -hmm. power behind it. So there's one thing that when I talk about, or, you know, I encourage my clients when we're, they're creating content, it's got to be content that connects, Mm -hmm. but which is right along lines with messaging. And it's got to be consistent, cohesive across all your platforms and all of those things. But the one thing that a lot of times you see a lot of confusion on are call to actions. Mm -hmm. So how can we take this strategy of messaging and apply that to our calls to action? Because if we don't have a call to action, we're not guiding our audience on what we want them to do. And if we want them to take action, for example, to hire us, we need to give them the tools, the wisdom, the direction on what to do so that we can make that happen. So what are your thoughts around that? Because I know through your bold leadership framework, you've talked a lot about this and I love yeah. that framework. I love how you have, you know, B is for... Be the only, which we've talked about. <laughs> o is other focused. L is leadership. So that's your like thought leadership. And D right? is direction. The Yeah great. You've gotten their attention. They understand what it is you do. They see that you help them with the problem they have. And then D, you have to tell them. You have to give them direction and tell them what to do. And I see business owners either give way too many calls to action or not enough or none. (laughs) And we have to be really strategic when we're creating content and thinking about like, okay, so if I'm writing this blog post, what do I want people to do after this blog post? What is their call to action? Like, is it to get my freebie or is it to sign up for a consult call or is it to share this blog post I just wrote? Like, we don't think about like, what is the next step? So we don't give a next step and we just kind of hope like, hey, maybe they'll figure out that they want to work with me through this piece of content instead of just asking them for that. Like we were talking before we started recording. And I remember once I was working with a client and on her services page where you could work with her, there was no way to contact her. So she described her services and I was like, okay, great. But if I wanted to take the next step, I had to like dig around for an email address or a contact form. I'm like, you need to put a button on here. Or you see something like on the other extreme where people have so many different calls to action on their website, you land on their homepage and it's like, follow me on Instagram, buy my book, book a consult, hire me to speak, read my about page. And like, oh, like maybe three, like give people like three options for what you want them to do once they're there. But If you overwhelm them, and research shows this, if you overwhelm people with so many different calls to action, their action will be not to do anything at all. Yeah, they freeze. Yeah, because it's just like, oh, I don't know what the best next step is for me. So I guess I'll just go to somebody else's website. What are some good calls to action that you've seen your clients implement or that you've implemented that you know are really effective? Yeah, I mean, usually they're pretty freaking simple. I think we try to be super fancy with it. I think about the workshops that I do. The call to action is join the workshop. You know, (laughs) it's funny. Like I am redoing my homepage and I was writing homepage copy and the calls to action were like, listen in for the podcast. 
learn more for working with me, and then buy the book. Like, they're so simple. Like, don't overthink it. Don't make it clever. Just be super duper direct with what you want people to do. And I know that can be scary. I really know that that can be scary for people to be like, no, this is the thing I want you to do now. Like, I've read that there's psychology around certain words. Like, when people see the word schedule, they tend to take a step back. Is that true? I haven't read the research on that, so I don't know. There are probably words that push people away. It, it depends on their own experience. Like, So for instance, I was chatting with a client about what she should call her membership because she serves consumers. And consumers think about a membership as like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. That's like a membership to them. And so they think that, oh, well, there's going to be something new every single month like Netflix or (laughs) something. And that's not what her program was about, even though it was a membership model. So it was like, okay, do we call this a program? Do we call this a course that they're joining for a certain amount of time? And because you have to understand, like, what is their frame of reference? Mm-hmm. And then that can help you figure out like, okay, what words should I use here? Yeah, I love that because I think we're going all the way back to the beginning. It's about others. It's about what their perception is going to be, how they're going to feel and what action they're going to want to take when they read our copy. Yeah. Because sometimes I think our copy kind of dictates which direction we want them to take, right? Oh, yeah. Well, and I think like if you've done a good job warming me up and I'm very clear on the problem you solved, I don't care if you tell me to schedule a consult or book a consult. Like if I am interested and I'm ready to work with you, I will click the button. Mm -hmm. You just need to make sure you have a button and it's very clear that I can schedule or book a request. Yeah. (laughs) Don't leave me hanging. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) because I'll go down a rabbit hole and I'll never leave your website. (laughs) I'll just listen to all of your podcasts and never go. (laughs) So listeners, the Rebel Uprising podcast is Dr. Michelle's podcast, and it is so good. She has just so much great content out there. And I think that If you're looking for something besides the Second Face podcast, of course, to listen to, to inspire you and to give you direction and tools, go have a listen, subscribe to her podcast because she really does put forth a lot of content that has extreme value. So kudos to you for everything that you have done so far to help other people build their brands and businesses because messaging is so incredibly critical And I love how you think we're on the same page. And I just think it's so empowering to have someone like you out there that people can have in their back pocket to help them and guide them. And at the end of the day, you know, I always say I've got like my 10 C's of personal branding, but clarity is at the forefront. And, you know, that clarity is you have to be 100% clear on what you do and who you serve, but your audience also has to be completely clear or you're going to lose them. So this is where messaging comes in. It's straight out of the gate. And then, like you said, that consistent, cohesive, you know, all these things come together Mm -hmm. so that people can learn to trust you. And if they can't learn to trust you, they won't have confidence in you. So they're not going to buy from you. Exactly. 
I could hang on every single word you've said today. It's just so in line with everything I say. And I, I'm just so thrilled that you were here. So will you please tell the listeners, we've already told them about your book. I've already bragged on your podcast, but <laughs> tell us what else you want us to know about you and what's your call to action for the listeners. Yes. Yes. I'm like, ooh, is there any good like final thought I could give you? <laughs> And I would say my final thought is to take the time and really work on that message and realize that it's an iterative process. Like the more you work with people, the more you're going to learn, the more you're going to find language that resonates. And it is like, I mean, even for me, like I do messaging for a living for other people. People And I am always like growing and evolving my message. It feels like even though I have the three word rebellion, there's always new ways to like tweak it and make it just a little bit more resonant. So take that time and play and figure out what that core message is for you. And if you want help getting started with that, I do have a taster of the three-word rebellion process at threewordrebellion.com. So if you're not sure you're ready for the book yet and you just want to check it out, you can go to threewordrebellion.com. And for all other things, I'm Dr. Michelle Mazer on like Instagram and pretty much everywhere. My website's drmichellemazer.com. So you can find me. I will have all of that in the show notes so everybody can easily find you and connect with you and learn more from you. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I love this conversation and I love everything that you're putting out into the world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are so welcome, Robin. And I love this conversation. It's so much fun when you talk with somebody who's like-minded and is like, yes, the messaging is really important. It is so important. So listeners, I encourage you to go follow Michelle, learn more from her, but also share this episode with your friends, family members who you know are trying to start a business or are just starting to think about starting a business. Because the reality is, like I always say, you have to build that foundation if you want long-term success. And your messaging has to be at the forefront. It has to be part of that foundation. So if you know anyone else, please share this episode and spread the word because this really can make a difference in whether or not you have long-term success and stay motivated and inspired within your own business. And that's a wrap, friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. If you know someone who could use the information shared today, please share the episode with them too. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Lastly, if you'd like more information on personal branding and brand marketing strategies, be sure to join my email list and the Female Entrepreneur Insider Facebook group. We are there every week with tips and trainings to help you build a solid foundation for brand and business success. And don't forget, on the website, you can find a plethora of free resources. Go to therobingraham.com forward slash resources and download any of the free resources that I have created to help you build a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. Until next time, remember to smile.